You're now listening to Dot Mag, the podcast. So sometime last year, there was a meme that made its rounds and proliferated the internet, denoting the importance of some of us to take advantage of the supposed opportunities that some of us found ourselves in as a result of COVID-19 quarantining. And it says, if you don't come out of this quarantine with a new skill, your side hustle started, or more knowledge, you never lack time, you lack discipline. Now I'm gonna keep it above. The first time I saw this, I knew that someone would have the answer to it within a week. I knew this because everyone wants to be everything without having to be anything. I'll touch on that a bit later. Now the response to this meme kept the original text but it added a strike through on the portion that originally read as, you never lack time, you lack discipline, and instead it added, and I quote, you are doing just fine, in bold lettering. We are going through a collective traumatic experience. Not everyone has the privilege of turning a pandemic into something fun or productive. Stay healthy. So what we have here is a conflation of two or more very different audiences. So anyone at that time who was offended by this, you need to understand that this meme wasn't for you, homie. Now, a bit earlier, I stated that some people want to be everything by not being anything. You can't be everything. You can't be in every audience in every group. You see, the original meme was a dog whistle that was only meant to hit a select subset of people. What some of us need to understand is that there are different worlds where a lot of us coexist, and oftentimes, some of those worlds are respectively niche and granular and can intersect to form even more niche groups of individuals. The problem is that most people think that just because world A has a trust relationship with world B and world B has a trust with world C that you can logically assume that world A has a trust with world C and that is false. And by the way, this is called transitive access and this is something that we'll get into a bit later when we begin to cover various cybersecurity related topics. But back to the point. Just because someone resides in one world doesn't automatically mean that they have permission to enter and dictate what happens in another. As an example, imagine that you have a Venn diagram. In one circle is a group of people who love to play video games. In another circle is a group of people who love to watch competitive video game play. There is a massive intersect here. There is undoubtedly a large portion of the audience that loves to watch esports, that also love to play video games, and a large portion of the audience that play video games that also love to watch competitive play. But there are also those from both groups that don't bleed into the other worlds, and that is okay. So with that stated, let me throw a wrench into this example. Let's add a third circle that contains individuals who are video game programmers. They write the code, they create the product, 
that the other two groups enjoy respectfully. The problem comes in when the video game players and the video game watchers who have no idea of what it takes to create a tangible product critiques a memo from a fellow developer to another as though that shit was actually meant for them. No. I'm not talking about a fan giving a rating on a video game. I'm talking about a consumer-minded person critiquing how a creative calls out another creative. It's an unspoken language. So when the original meme went out, I knew exactly the audience that the person who wrote that shit was writing it for. That is, unless you actually believe that a whole entire grown-ass adult wrote those words with the inferred intention of you moving forward and taking on more responsibility, although you're dealing with a death in the family, stress and mental anguish, and having to decide whether or not that you want to eat or pay your bills. This wasn't meant for the individual who have lost employment and or who can't afford to pay the rent. This was only a gut check for a few other like-minded people to take that course on Udemy that they've always wanted to take, or to take that domain name that they bought last year for $15 and to finally make themselves a landing page for their personal brand. You see, the biggest mistake and assumption stated in the second meme is that and I quote, we are all going through a collective traumatic experience, unquote. I hate to break this shit to you, but no, we're not. You see, for a lot of people, not much has changed at all. Although they live in totally different social circumstances, for example, for some of us, nothing has changed other than the fact that they're working from home. The lack of a commute alone has literally given some of them extra hours in their day to do with as they see fit, and they love it. And for others, the lack of exposure to people and in-person dialogue, the lack of being able to read facial expressions, mannerisms, or even the unique smell of a loved one is crippling to them. There are those who, although are working from home, and don't have the commute that they once had, now have the extra responsibility of being caretakers on a daily basis while still having to hold down a full-time job. If you're homeless, you risk exposure if you have nowhere to self-quarantine, but you also risk exposure if you're able and lucky enough to find refuge in a crowded shelter with people who may or may not have been exposed to COVID. Hell, since many people are in self-quarantine, the homeless don't even have as many people to ask for money from anymore. And even if they do, a lot of people are more reluctant to give because either they're practicing social distancing and or because they're even unsure of their own financial situation because of COVID. You also have the homeless whose world has barely changed at all simply because they are homeless. They've always been pushed to the margins of society. So for a lot of them, this is merely par for the course. So once again, we are not living a collective traumatic experience, but rather we're all experiencing a new and individualized effect as a result of the same collective cause. We have to be real here on shit like this if we're gonna be able to move forward. If you're someone who doesn't have the ability to extract what you need from the original meme without feeling attacked, 
just remind yourself that most likely you are most definitely not in the target group that it was meant for. A friend of mine, Eric Tammons, who was an independent front-end web developer and graphic designer, told me that his business actually saw an uptick during the initial stages of COVID, and it has been sustained ever since. You see, his clientele consists of a lot of individuals that are in the target group that the original meme was actually meant for. They're taking this time to build, either because they have no other option but to do so, or because they're simply making the most efficient usage to them of their unique experience and their time. To others, the most efficient usage is to take that extra time to decompress. But once again, they aren't who that shit was directed towards originally anyway. But while I got you here, we might as well talk about some tech shit because low key, all of this ties in at some point anyway. You see, no matter how the media and our government defines what is or what isn't essential personnel, the truth of the matter is that all of us in the workforce have a symbiotic relationship with one another. To those who live in a world where they have access to the internet, whether or not you're using it to check out the latest versus battle, or if you're using it to look at Professor Messer videos on YouTube, all of it functions, whether productive or trivial, and in some cases both, all are supported by technical specialists in one way or another. One thing that COVID has done is solidify the obvious, and that's the fact that we're totally dependent on technology as our refuge. We use it for food services, homeschooling, Netflix watch parties, virtual work meetings, and essentially every aspect of our lives. You see, technology is ubiquitous. And as you move forward with deciding what specialization that you would like to place your focus on, you'll begin to see that the pros of how open that the tech sector is can also serve as a rather intimidating con if you're indecisive about which direction that you would like to go in. With that stated, one important thing to keep in mind is that nothing is stationary. Information technology is the game that moves as you play. The motions of yourself and the motions of the game are independent of one another. For instance, man, I know guys who just got their MCSA not too long ago, only for Microsoft to announce that they're getting rid of it. In addition to that, there are positions that exist today that did not exist a decade ago. And this cycling in and out of positions within the industry will continue to be the case for the foreseeable future. This fact is why no one can afford to ever be static in this industry. Since corporations are amoral, the technical talent have to be as well. Meaning that the landscape will continue to shift and you will be rolled right over no matter how talented that you are in that niche position that you've created for yourself. In tech, you can never be too comfortable. In order to survive, you're going to have to adapt. In order to adapt, you're going to have to immerse yourself in a foreign environment to evolve technical skills. 
So I ask of you, if you're able to do so, take the time and introduce yourself to new technologies whenever you get the opportunity. You don't have to become an expert at anything, but it helps tremendously if you're able to take 30 minutes or so to give yourself a cursory understanding of the underlying technology of a technical facet that's currently foreign to you. That's all I got to say on this. We'll continue after the break, man. Holla at it. How many people are really thinking about being in the tech world? Like we're, we're quick to download the latest app. We'll download Twitter, the Instagram, the Facebook, the TikToks, you know, whatever it is. We're, we're so quick to be consumers. But how many people are actually learning coding? You know, like how many people are taking advantage of, of that? So to me, I think the biggest landmine is just lack of knowledge on what it is we're actually consuming all the time. And yeah, we're back at it, man. In this segment, I want to talk about the dynamic nature of job titles and technology. Don't fall into the trap of thinking that all job titles and their functions are uniform across the board, man. Thinking some shit like that will be a setup for failure, so it's imperative to erase that from your mind. As a matter of fact, erase every idea of what you believe job descriptions to be out of your head right now, because all of it is either wrong or intentionally misleading by design for one reason or another. But most importantly, it's because the general idea of what positions do are changing every day. Not to mention that over time, these positions will eventually be phased out as technology evolves. So a lifetime ago, I was a PC support technician for a school district in the St. Louis metropolitan area. Now prior to this, my knowledge and understanding of the duties of what a PC support technician actually did was along the lines of something amiable to what a desktop support technician would be. Those duties were usually things like handling customer issues in person, troubleshooting hardware, software, and network issues. Now the job interview process was interesting as I interviewed in front of a committee of five individuals for the first phase. And on the second interview, I was asked to take a 20-question quiz on Security Plus level content in which I was told that I scored the highest out of all 19 applicants. So I was kind of feeling myself a little bit, right? But when it got down to doing the actual work, the last thing that I expected was that they would have my ass outside core drilling through cement and digging fiber tracks in the yard space outside of the building. Now, with that said, this was also the first gig that gave me exposure to the management of the quote-unquote internet of things with me physically installing and managing ip surveillance systems but that's a different story for another episode that's being prepped for a couple of months down the road you see again a lot of the time job titles don't have a damn thing to do with the actual job function as a matter of fact on that same pc support team we had a guy whose only job was network support in cisco switch management so he was actually a junior network admin although we shared the same job title on an it squad that already had a dedicated network engineering team there are a number of reasons why this could happen, yo. Sometimes it's employee development, but sometimes it's the employer getting over by having someone to do the work of a position that warrants someone making upwards of double what they're most likely being paid. But hey, whatever, 
everyone has to start from somewhere, yeah. The point that I want to make clear is not to marry expectations to a job title. As the industry changes, job titles change, or straight up are just deleted from the industry altogether, yeah. Hell, my current job title of a systems administrator is on the chopping block in the industry to keep it a buck with you. But my job function isn't that of a traditional sysadmin. So most likely down the line, my title will be changed or augmented. You see, the sysadmin position within the industry is evolving and moving into more hybrid roles like DevOps and various cloud function disciplines. According to Wikipedia, DevOps is defined as a set of practices that combine software development, Dev, and IT operations, Ops, unquote. I don't want to stay here too long, but my definition for DevOps basically boils down to having to learn a bunch of shit that was usually segmented into separate roles and now combining them into one single role because it makes processes more efficient, but it's also cheaper for the company to give one person a moderate raise without having to pay two or three people separate salaries plus separate health benefits and compensation packages. It's a part of the game, y'all. Don't run from it. Embrace it. Learn your place in the IT world because most positions will undergo a similar change. So yeah, even I'm not exempt from this, man. I've honestly never had a position where my duties were remotely close to my actual job title. But we'll talk more about that, man, on the game that moves as you play part two. I'm going to use this moment here to cut this segment, man. I think it's a good time to cut this. Thank you for listening. And if you can, share this with your family and friends or anyone else who you can see benefiting from any of this content we got segment three coming up man i'm up against it holla at it say yo what's happening man it's carvin griffin the host of dot mag the podcast and in coordination of the first few releases of the show we're doing a limited edition run of the dot roll line of dot mag the podcast gear and tanks t-shirts and hoodies all the dot roll line along with other dot mag merch can be copped at teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash dot mag i'll be sure to include a link in the description and once again thank you for supporting dot mag because as always it is very much appreciated y'all be easy man time is valuable man the older that we get the quicker time seems to move take a second and i want for you to write down a couple of thoughts right now that's in your mind that represents how you currently feel at this point in time then i want for you if you can remember set your phone to read this note on december 31st and i want for you to think about everything that's happened between what you're thinking right now and the moment that you read this note later on this year. I recently found a treasure trove of old videotapes that are upwards of 20 years old, yeah. You see, I used to keep my camera on me at all times because even then I understood the importance of time and documenting your growth. But as I watched a lot of those tapes, I'm instantly hit with images of dead family members, dead friends, and dead associates. It's awkward watching the video of your dead homie saying RIP to one of his dead homies. In the time span of seven weeks alone this year, I went to four funerals. I'm saying all this to say that time is amoral. It doesn't stop. It doesn't rewind, it just is. Every moment is connected to the one before that. So the seeds that you plant today will be what you're able to harvest down the line. Hell, sometimes we plant seeds, but we don't cultivate the growth. 
so we wasted time planting the seeds. Then we didn't make the proper use of the current time by harvesting what we actually sowed. We have to use our time wisely. We have to be totally cognizant of how we utilize our time. We can make all the excuses in the world for why we're doing what we're doing. But like I said before, every moment is directly connected to the next. What I do at 10.37 a.m. today will directly impact the options of what I'm capable of doing at 7.14 p.m. two months from now. Every scroll on your social media news feed is just you sitting there like a zombie, essentially playing the slots with the hopes that every pull to refresh your timeline will land you to three sevens to give you that rush of whatever that you're looking for. I'm going to give you a little spoiler. It won't. At least not if you're the type of person that I'm hoping that I'm actually speaking to. I'm here to tell you that you don't need any of it, yo. In order to be successful, you're going to have to be the type of person that doesn't need digital validation or to be updated 24-7 on the latest celebrity gossip about a bunch of people who don't even know that you exist, homie. The more focused that you are, the more that you will realize that the rest of the world is just noise. It's literally just a bunch of jamming signals in the form of meaningless junk content masquerading as news. You can't be a player in the game while constantly keeping one foot in the bleachers and or the comment section critiquing people in their respective crafts. Again, I'm not here to motivate you. I'm just here to tell you what is and what isn't. And if you want this shit, you're going to have to evaluate what gets the majority of your attention on an average day. That's all I got to say. Check me out, man, on part two of this show. But I may slip in another one between that one because it may be time to have a conversation about mentors. Holla. Dot Mag. The Podcast.